What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Who are you joining with us online right now? Thank you so much for joining with us tonight. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church here in Jackson, Missouri. We want to thank you so much for joining with us online tonight, but what we want to do is invite you to come and join us in person live on a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock or a Sunday morning at 10 a.m., we will be here praising the God, praising God, not the God, praising the one and only God, and praying for people, amen? amen. And getting our praise on is one way they used to say it. Amen. So we get our praise on, we worship God. So we want to welcome you and your family. If you're tuning online and you're still looking for a church home, we'd love to have you come visit. Uh, 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri. And just come by and see what God has for you. Amen? Tonight, guest speaker, Brett had to go to a family event tonight. So he is out. And we have got Prophet Devin had told me, what is it, a week or two ago, that God had given him a word. And so we are going to let him, I think this is part two of what you talked about during the leadership series, right? So, uh, would you welcome Prophet Devin Fountain? I want to give God some praise to him yesterday to worship him. The Father searched for the month of his first moon and spirit that went through. Yes. Turn in your Bibles, those of you that have it, to Matthew the third chapter. The last time, let me do this. I was praying. And I felt like God led me to look up um, some dates, right? And I believe the first date I looked up, one of the first dates I looked up was the number 17. The number 17 biblically means a Christian's eternal standing of completeness in Christ. The number 17 comes from the last time I spoke was on the 17th. Because God was leading me that it was very strategic. And so I looked up the number 7, and that's what the this the number 17, and that's what the number 17 means, the Christian's eternal standing of completeness in Christ. And, and I, I don't believe this is just for me. I really believe this is for somebody else. It's time you realize your complete, your, your, your eternal standing with God. That it's complete, you are already made whole, and it's time for you to start acting like, start living like you are made whole. Start living out that wholeness, that completeness in Christ. Amen? Amen. The number four, excuse me, number ten. No, I'm going to say that for somebody that feel it, say that for last. Number four, means to have dominion, control. It also means a portal to heaven. And that's what gives you dominion. When you recognize that you have a portal to heaven. And you can, the Bible says we sit in heavenly places. That's our portal. Our spirit leads us, our spirit sits in the heavens, Amen. And I can. Hmm. It's also time that you realize that God is giving you dominion, control, and you have access to heaven in this month. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. That's what the number four means. Today is the fourth, right? Number 10 for the 10th month. Completeness of order. 
There are some things in your life that I think we talked to somebody online. There are some things in your life that have been out of order and that God has been placing in order. And now he's getting ready to complete that in this month. Say amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. He's getting ready to complete that this month. Praise God. Completeness of order. Ah, praise God. I'm just waiting. Just in case you. That's all right. Thank you God. all pray for me. Wait upon the Lord. You pray for me as I Amen. attempt, well, as I obey God. Amen. Because this ain't going to be easy. And lead not to my own understanding. And in all our ways, acknowledge him that he shall direct our path. Yes. So, Matthew, the third chapter, just, just to give a recap. In those days, John the Baptist, first I get the first verse. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of by. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. I'm going to read that again. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist was preaching in the wilderness. Repent <laughs> for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So that's the message I talked about the last time I got the Holy Spirit. It was the opportunity to minister. And we talked about the test of assignment. Can you complete the task with distractions around it and, and being inconvenienced? Can you can you obey God in the wilderness? Can you use your gift, fulfill your purpose, even while in the even while in the wilderness? Amen. Jesus came out of the world. Oh wow, that was prophetic. Jesus came out of what John the Baptist preached in. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And the next time we hear from John the Baptist is in the 14th chapter. Let's go there real quick. Matthew the 14th chapter. There is a spirit that's getting ready to sweep over here. It is a spirit of conviction. Uh, and um, challenge, a challenging spirit. Yeah, he's going to challenge us tonight. Amen. He's going to challenge us. Because anytime the word comes forth, if it makes us comfortable, then something is wrong. The word comes to challenge us, to equip us, to edify us, and to bring us up to another level. Yes. Amen. Every service we ought to go to another level. If we haven't went to another level, then the church hasn't done its job. Amen. Amen. Uh, you just missed it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know. Um, I was I was initially I was real kind of scared. To preach this message, and God said, Tonight I want you to wear your glasses because I want you to see the faces, I want you to look wow. at them, I want you to see, I want you to see acceptance, and I want you to see rejection. I'm okay by shape, glory to God, because just like they rejected me, Christ, saying this, they will reject you. So I am equipped and prepared tonight, that, and it may not be here, but it may just be online, you know. But I am equipped and prepared tonight that everybody may not like this message. Mm. And that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, 
that's a good thing. If you don't like it, that's a good thing because that lets me know and that lets you know, more importantly, that there is something that God is calling you higher in. Okay. Matthew 14 chapter, the first verse. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus. And he said to his servants, this is John the Baptist. He has been raised from the... Ain't there something? Ain't there something? Jesus didn't start his ministry until John the Baptist left. Huh. And then he came out of... He, he came out of preaching what John the Baptist was preaching in. John the Baptist, he has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version, I believe. That's alright. The translation Bible. Yeah, English Standard Version. So, mine may read a little different from you all. For, for the third verse, for Herod, I'm sorry. Mm -mm. Okay. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias. His brother Philip's wife. Watch this. So he was in adultery. Because John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for him for you to have her. And though he, oh my God. And though he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people. Because they held him to be a prophet. So if the people had said kill him, then he would have killed them in a hurry. But when Herod's birthday came. The daughter of Herodias danced before the company. That's uh, that was, I'm sorry. The company and please Herod so that the promise with, so that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Verse 8. Prompted by her mother she said, give me the head of John the Baptist here on the platter. All because John the Baptist exposed and confronted his acts of adultery. Yes. Uh -huh. I come to tell somebody the time is coming Jesus. where we will literally have to wow. yo yeah. how do I say this? We will literally have to be confronted with the possibility of getting our head cut off for speaking against the adulterous nations of America and, and the nations around the world. Amen. Because they are in idolatry. Amen. They are in idolatry. Yes, they are. Uh, praise God. Jesus. Wow. Verse 9. And the king was sorry. But because of his oaths and his guests, he commanded it to be given. He sent and had, and had John beheaded in the prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl as she brought it to her mother. Yeah. My God. After the wilderness, the final test. We don't hear about John the Baptist until after he leaves the wilderness from preaching in it in confronting the Pharisees, he went from confronting the religious leaders to confronting the king of the nation. Yeah. Mm. Pretty bold. Mm. Until you can pass the test of church people, you will not go to the next level to the nations. Wow. That's perfect. Yeah. You, you, you got to pass the test of being confronted by religious people. Mm. People that don't want it, people who are stubborn already know the word. You ain't got to tell me the word. I know the word. Yeah. I know what God said. I know what God's speaking. Mm. Yeah. I know what God said. Yeah. Mm. But they are dry. Yeah. So I'm a I usually I usually just the Lord usually had me speak on the church, but we're gonna speak on 
some of behalf, we're going to speak to America tonight too. Because this is a word for America. So this is what I wrote down. Hmm. In the 1950s, President Eisenhower revolutionized the role of Christianity in America, in American political culture, inventing new traditions from inaugural prayers to the National Prayer Breakfast. Anybody remember that? Mm -hmm. The National Prayer Breakfast? I heard something about it when I was in school. Congress added the phrase under God to the Pledge of Allegiance in made in God we trust the country's first official model. America has been known for its commitment to Christ and Christianity in times past. This furtherance of the gospel priests in America began taking place in the 16th and 17th century. The Treaty of <laughs> Lord, I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> the Treaty of Tripoli. It is said, according to Google, that George Washington and John Adams signed off on it. And this is what it stated. I, I can't repeat it verbatim. I should have wrote it down, uh, but I may not have been patient enough. I may have been anxious. I don't know, but I, I just didn't write it down. Every time I went to, I went to, every time I went to write down, I just did. But this is what it said. It said that, to, to, not to quote, but to paraphrase, right? The nation of America is by no, the government of the nation of America is by no means, this, this, is, what, this is what George Washington wrote in the Treaty of uh, Triple E, right? So you go back and check it out. If they line it, if, if it's a lie, then Google said it, okay? I don't blame me, Google said it. I was just doing some searching. It said that the net, this is operating again, but the nation, the government of the nation of America, by no means is it founded on the Christian religion. That's what it said. And so I went a little deeper. Didn't, didn't want to take that for an answer, so I did some more search. Then I came up with a with a headline that said America roots run deep. Oh, by the way, that, that treaty was said to have been written in 1797. Then I came up against, I came to a site that said America roots run deep in Christianity. And we do, and it does that America was not, uh, was not, America roots run deep in Christianity and it basically chose Christianity as its national religion. Amen, that's true. America, let me look in this camera, America is guilty of preaching a watered-down, mamsy-pamsy, wimpy-fied gospel. And it has went around the world. And, and it concerns me because it has fostered a lukewarm church. You know, we, we look for the government to do everything. You know, the, 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 the first time the government go to get in that line, ah, oh, that's not right. These people are the world. They're not saved. 
So what we need to pray is that God put some folks in there that is saved, baptized, and filled with the Holy Ghost that's going to do right. Are you the God saved, the one that's in there? Amen. Amen. Because I'm, I'm concerned about, oh God, I'm concerned about the prophetic that's going forth in this hour. And it's really grieving me because I heard very few people. Matter of fact, I haven't heard. Yes, I have. I have heard very few people say pray for Joe Biden. Those on the left and those on the right. And I ain't either one. I'm kingdom. That's right. I represent the kingdom. Because there are some issues with the left and there are some issues with the right. That and see here's the thing. Here's how the enemy tricks us. He gets us to see the positive in a candidate, but overlook the negative. Mm. That's how he gets us. Because oh God, I'm gonna get in trouble. It's okay. It's okay. When, oh Lord, help me, Jesus. Help it, Lord. It's okay when I cuss and I swear as long as I say I'm for God. Come on. It's okay. Come on. Hey, you say you say he loved Jesus. That's all that matters. Grace. My God. We we've taken the grace message so far. Come on. We've taken it so far. It's it I'm gonna tell you, it really sickens God. God is literally throwing up at the prophetic that is going forth in this hour. And do you know why? Because it is polluted. There's a pollution, a stitch going forth out of the men and women of God who say and who are operating in the prophetic because there are some, most of them are speaking out of their flesh and the spirit. Speaking death on people where we should be speaking life. The devil is alive. As long as there is breath in your body, Joe Biden, listen to me. As long as there is breath in your body, you have an advocate with the Father and you can return to him anytime you get ready if you have left him. I don't care who you are. As long as there's breath in your body, you are not a lost cause. The devil is alive. And you may be wicked, but you still need Jesus. Amen. Yes, that's right. You may be torn out, but you still need Jesus. Amen. Amen. Black Lives Matter need Jesus too. That's right. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. I want to. I want to I want to show you another side of a coin. And this is something that God brought to my attention. As I laid down with my head on the pillow and talked to God a few months ago about Black Lives Matter. Because my issue was with Black Lives Matter is that number 1 they advocate for the LGBTQ they, they, they speak on behalf of them, and they, excuse me, they collaborate with them. So I had an issue with them. I didn't want to. You never heard me after I got out of prison. You never, even before I, right before I was in prison, you never heard me advocating for Black Lives Matter. So one night I prayed to God. I said, God, what is your? Because I, I'm convinced that. Believers ought to have a pre of an opinion of their own. 
Uh oh. Mm. See, we we gotten comfortable with giving our opinion. Oh my God, y'all. And God is spitting stuff up that we that is coming off as truth because people are taking our word for it because they look up to us yeah. and we always hearing from God. My God. We never get it wrong. Yeah. So. Whenever we speak something, the first time they speak it, we believe it. Yeah. Well, if he said it, it's gonna, it's, yeah, that's it. He's never lied. Yeah. I ain't talking about nobody. Man. I just got to speak with God. Listen, let me say this. I am not your prophet. I am God's prophet. Amen. Amen. So if, I, so if, if it cut, then please don't. don't. If you got to get mad at me, then I understand. I ain't going to say don't get mad at me. But if you got to get mad at me, I understand. I won't hold it against you, okay? But I have to speak what God tells me to speak because if I don't, the blood is going to be on my hand. And I wrestle with this word because it's so controversial. And I'm like, God, am I, I don't want to speak. Are you sure? Am I, am I sure? And I wrestle with it and I tossed the turn and stayed up late and sought God and all I could do was imagine seeing myself saying it. <laughs> and every time I played, prayed one night about this word, I seen a highway <laughs> going straight. That's all I see. Every time I close my eyes, I seen a highway, cars running down a highway. God was letting me know, you're on the right track. Go straight. So, Black Lives Matter, I want to show you another side of the coin that I didn't see. And this is what, as I, I said, God, what is your opinion on Black Lives Matter? I said, because I got a problem with them because they advocate for the LGBTQ. And then they say, you know, Black Lives Matter because, you know, people, people black men are getting killed. And, you know, and that's true. But my thing was, we killing, black men are killing black men more than cops are killing black men. And this is what God spoke to me immediately. He said, Devin, he didn't say Devin, but he said, it's different when you have been sworn in to protect and serve. My God. That's what he told me. Oh. Now I'm not saying that Black Lives Matter is. I, I, I'm not saying that we should overlook the fact that black men are killing black men. What I am saying is that we should cry out against that, but there also should be a cry out like Black Lives Matter from the church. Regardless of whether you white or black, Hispanic, Korean, whatever, hypnotic, whatever it, is your, whatever it is your ethnicity, you should be crying out against this injustice. Because sin is sin. And there needs to be a voice that's crying out from the rooftops, from the church. But here's, I have, I have another issue. I have another issue. I have another issue. We are so segregated in the church. I got some issues that rub me the wrong way, Sister Lisa. Because I'm concerned about, oh God. I'm concerned about the church. Because one thing God has shown me, he said, Baal and Devin, the body is divided. Yes, it is. And there are parts in the body that become, see, listen, if the body, if you don't lay in a certain, if you lay in a certain position as a human being, parts of your body will go numb from having, not having the blood flow properly oh to all the areas in the body. Come on. Mm. Amen. So mm. now the church is waking up. Mm. She's 
she's cut, she's prayerfully, I'm going to say that, prayerfully she's coming out of a numb position. Amen. Amen. Prayerfully. Because there are certain, and listen, it's the body's fault. It's not the arm's fault that the arm has grown numb. Because the arm didn't get in the wrong position. The body got in the wrong position. Come on. Mm. Yes, sir. So the body as a whole is out of line with God. Yes, because sir. there's no blood, there's no spirit yes, flowing sir. into the tired body in order for it to work properly and function properly and 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 and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Help me how please help me out, Holy Ghost. And to impact the world like it should. If the body was in position, uh, God showed me, he said, Devin, America has been in a wilderness season, a wilderness position for the last 23 years, at least. I said, that's how far he took me back, to 23 years. I don't know. I can't remember what superstar I was in at that time. And I really wasn't really wasn't focused on God at that time. I was around 15. That was a crazy 15, 14 years old. 15, 16 years old. That was a crazy time in my life. No one talking about that. I'm talking about the word. Amen. But he said there he said they they they've been in the wilderness season. And not only were they in the wilderness season, they went to sleep in the good God. They went to sleep in the wilderness and was sitting and was laying in a wrong position. Not only did we, not only, not only, not only are we having, have we had uh, uh, abortions, but we have had spiritual miscarriages. From sitting and laying in the wrong position. Mm. Moves have been lost. Yeah. And, and don't get it twisted. America represents what's going on in the church. Because if the church was praying and doing what it was supposed to do, we would be impacting America and America would be going in the right position, in the right yeah. direction. That's yeah. true, amen. That's right. That's exactly right. So we got a problem with the church. There's a problem in the church. There's a sickness in the church. So much pollution. I mean, I've never, I've never seen, and it, it's, it's almost like we, we are the church. Some, the parts of the body is dead. Parts of the body is lukewarm. We, 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 we got a universal revelational thing going on. And that shouldn't be. <coughs> that should be a steady flow of the Holy Ghost going throughout the body. And let's just face it, every church ain't in the body. Mm, amen. All right. So we're talk, we, so talking about the real church. Not the remnant, because the remnant going to always be right. Uh-oh. The remnant going to always be in the right position. Not the remnant, but the church. Those who are really a part of the body, but have gotten out of sync, out of alignment. Amen. Have grown numb. Have become lukewarm. Amen. <clears throat> so what do we do? What do we do? I, I got to see. John the Baptist's head literally got cut off because he spoke against an adulterous man. Yes, he sure did. I wonder what will happen if the church begin to stand up and the world begin to tell us and begin to cut our heads off because we are speaking the truth. What will happen? How much do you love God? Are you willing to die for him? See, I'm gonna teach some one, one, one thing that really one thing that really sickens me in, in my spirit, not in my soul, but in my spirit. One thing that really sickens me 
is is we talk about oh God we have placed more relevance and more security in our American heritage than we have our spiritual heritage. There's an issue there. Because when it's all said and done, I'm not a citizen of America. I'm just passing through here. Amen. And if, and this, and I had a dream, remember this is a dream I was thinking about Sister Lisa, where, where God was, where God had, where Jesus had came back, and he was taking souls into the air. And, and I, as he took me up, I began to look at the world. I don't think I told you, did I tell you that about that dream? And I began to look at the world. And my heart was so heartbroken for the world. That I was missing the joy of being taken up. And as a result, I couldn't go up. I was stalled. And here's what God is saying prophetically to the church. I thought it was just for me. But the Lord just spoke to me as I was standing here and let me know this for the church. The church is in a position to where we care more about the world, the worldly things that's going on. We've taken, we've gotten so sick and so downhearted and so and so concerned and so discouraged about what's going on in the world. Yes. That we've taken our eyes off the prize. Yes. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. Come on. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's our one desire to see Amen. his face in peace. Amen. God. Can I say something? And if I'm out of order, please forgive me. Ooh. The world can go to hell. Because that's where it's going anyway. Uh-oh. <laughs> that, that's where it's going anyway. The world is doomed. I'm not talking about the people in the world. But I'm talking about the mindset of the world is going to hell. It's not going to last. Mm. That's right. Amen. That's right. Just passing through. The world is supposed to be damned. It's supposed to be. So why are we getting discouraged about what we see? It is because we're not walking and living in the spirit. Yeah. We're so we're so we're, we've gotten so focused on politics and so so oh God it. it I've never seen so many prophecies concerning prophets, politics in my life. I know. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they're not supposed to be prophecies. But I'm not look, don't this don't don't give me so many prophecies about the world and what's going coming to the world that I get discouraged about what's going on in the heavens. Listen, I cannot fix the world until I fix the church. Yes. Amen. The church is the issue. Mm. Yep. The church is the issue. It's us. It's We're us. not in position. Amen. God help us. We're supposed to be giving birth, but we're out getting drunk. Yeah. On the wise of the fornications of the world. Yes, sir. Mm. That's real. Listen, I, I've never seen so many people talk about Beyonce. So what? But forget what she doing. She says she a Christian. Okay. You shall know them by the fruit that they bear. That's right. And if she ain't bearing fruit, then leave her where she at. Leave her in the dust. Shake the dust off your feet and go on. Yeah. Because the Bible says to him that know to do is good, and to him do it not. To him it is a sin. Yeah. Mm. That's right. So if she's doing something wrong and claiming to be a Christian, and saying to be a Christian, yeah. and confessing to be a Christian, then let God convict her. Yes, he will. And he will in due season. Yes, he will. Get but we, we, we've gotten so busy attacking a, a, attacking secular artists. And this is demonic. Okay, it's supposed to be demonic. Yeah. It's supposed to be. 
You do your job and show them the light. We are light barriers, light carriers. Where is your light? Lights have grown dim. Oh my God. Lights have grown dim due to the darkness and the fog that's coming off the world. We've gotten sick because we've been eating from the world. Listening to secular music. Yeah. Okay, ain't nothing wrong with that. But they say, ain't nothing wrong with that. It's not a sin. And it's almost like we 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 wanna we wanna get as close to the world without sinning as possible. <laughs> so we can be at like the world. Yeah. But the scripture says, come out from among them and be separated. Yes. There ought to be a difference in the way you talk, yes, the way sir. you walk, the way you dress. Yes, sir. Amen. From the world. Yes, sir. But we're not seeing that. Church is rising up nowadays. We got to dress like them. We got to talk like them in order to reach them. What? No. If you ask that's as sick as I am, how are you going to take me to the hospital? You need to go to the hospital yourself. Mm, come on. Amen. How you gonna tell me about a doctor that heals and you ain't healed? Right. How you gonna tell me about a doctor that delivers and you ain't delivered? Yes. Yep. Right. Amen. There ought to be a difference, a visual difference. That's supposed to be a difference. We're supposed to stand out. We're supposed to be strange in a strange land. Yes. Amen. Oh, We're supposed to be strange. In a strange land. Amen. The land is strange to them. The land is strange to us. And we are strangers to the world. Yes, we are strangers in a strange land. Yes. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to stand out. We're supposed to be boasters in God. Yes. We're supposed to brag about Jesus. Yes. 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 But now, now, they, now I see people on TV. Afraid to, afraid to cry out against homosexuality. The devil is alive. If it's wrong, then it's wrong. That's right. It says. It Listen, ain't no if, ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. If you living in homosexuality, there's a hell for you if you don't repent. There's a hell for you. So you gotta repent and be converted. Yeah. You gotta repent and be converted. Ain't no born that way and born again. <laughs> you know, people say, Jesus. People say, you know, holiness is process. I believe that. I believe that with all my heart. There are some things that God processes us out. Yes. Because we have to learn to trust Him. It's one thing God showed me. Said a lot of times the reason why sometimes one of the issues that we are being processed out of is learning how to trust God, learning from go to to doubt from to trusting and having faith in God. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. God cannot God cannot operate and God cannot do anything for me in an area where I'm doubting it. So He has to get me to the point to where I begin to believe Him in that area. So what he does is he begin to work oh my God, he begin to work things out in our lives in other areas. Meanwhile, we're battling with temptation in this area. He begin to work things out in other areas of our lives to get us to believe him for the area that we really need help in. Yes. Amen. What happens is we get so discouraged about what we are looking at in the besetting sin. That keeps happening over and over again. And we keep getting condemned and finding guilt and finding shame. We get discouraged and we give up. We get, but the race is not given to the swift. Neither the battle to the strong. But to the one that endures to the end. Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. You ran away, but who hindered you? Even you shall fail and go weary. But those who trust in the Lord. Then the one said, those who trust in the Lord. He shall renew those who trust in the Lord, he shall renew their strength. Yes. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Yes. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and ain't it funny that he said they shall they shall fly 
they shall run before they walk. Yeah. Ain't that something? Because in the spiritual realm, everything is reversed. The moment I come to him and receive rejuvenation by the spirit due to, due to salvation, I begin to fly. Yeah. Mm. Amen. 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 <clears throat> I begin to fly. I begin to fly. Spiritually, I'm flying. Now, if I can walk, if this should be if I can run patiently, if I can run patiently within my soul, Amen. in my mind, within my emotions, then what I'm walking out will begin to line out with what I'm flying in. Amen. 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 <clears throat> I'm going to say that again. Amen. Say it again. Immediately, when I am saved, I begin to fly because I sit in heavenly places. He has made the enemy uh, uh, under my feet. I sit. That's why when I fight, I don't fight like this. I fight like this because he's under my feet. Amen. A lot of us are not fighting the enemy. We are fighting with our flesh. We are fighting with ourselves and blaming it on the enemy. No, it's you. Yes. Mm. You're, you're beating up yourself and missing the enemy. Yeah. And meanwhile, the enemy is steady poking at you. Trying to get you to come down. And every time you swing across from you, you're going down. Because you are missing the enemy. You're missing them. If I can speak to him and remind him of his position. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's spiritual life and death. Many of us are dying because we're not speaking life. We, we, we are not fighting the enemy with life. The enemy comes to attack us with death on a daily basis. And if we are not speaking life, then we won't die. There's no in between. I said before you, life and death. Uh, uh, what does it say? Life and death lies in. No, it says. Uh, choose life. Choose life for. So that you and your descendants may live. So that you and your descendants may live. Okay. Then it only says that it said, out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth speaks. Yep. What are you placing in your heart? Because if there is seed, if there are seeds of life in your heart, which is the word. If there are seeds of life in your heart, then sooner and if I sprinkle water and let the sun shine on them, waiting patiently for the harvest, then sooner or later, fruit got to show up. Amen. It got to. But the thing is, a lot of times we cut off. We, we, we dig up the seed and we, and we leave the seed dead and we don't water the seed because we get discouraged and we leave from tending the garden. The garden of our soul. Don't stop tending to the garden. You are together the harvest of your soul. You are. So you can look back and see what the Lord has done in your life. Look at the harvest or the lack thereof and see what you need to come up at. Because God is getting ready to allow things to happen to the body in America that we ain't yes. ready for, oh y'all. We ain't ready. Horrible. We ain't ready. Oh, and we're God. bickering and we're arguing about politics and about who gonna, I can give a tell less who's gonna be president. My hope does not lie in the president of the United States Amen. of America. Amen. Yes, do we yes, I believe in voting. 
because I'm a firm believer that if God has set a specific order in, in for America and he said the powers that be are me, then I should participate. I should do my part in making sure that the president of the United States is who God wants in the office. Yes. A firm believer. But let's just be real. Okay, for a second. I have yet, I ain't gonna say it ain't gonna never be, right? But I have yet to meet a president of the United States that did what he was supposed to do straight down the line. I have yet. In my time. I've only been here 39 years. Uh, 39 years and 10 months. And uh, 12 days. <laughs> Only been here that long. Who's counting? Right. Ain't been here that long. <laughs> but that's what I have seen. I could let him become the president. Because he ain't my breadwinner. He's not my breadwinner. Everybody was getting hyped off Obama becoming president. Didn't care. So I said, but I stood up in church. I care less he being black. I care less. What are he gonna do? If he ain't doing nothing different than, than what the last president did, then he can go and stay at home too. Don't waste his time. And he proved not to do a doggone thing. Yeah. He did do that. He didn't do nothing. Yeah. But made it worse. He made it worse. On so many levels. But I'm gonna get into that. I will say. That it is time for us to come. It is time for America to come out of the wilderness. Your wilderness season is over. It is time for the church to stand up. It is time for the church to possess the land. A friend of mine told me he had a dream when I was in prison. He said he was a prophet. He said, man, I had this dream one time to where... The work, the America was being taken over by Christians. He said they were taking over in the government and they were changing laws. <laughs> it's coming. I believe it's coming. They ain't, they ain't a prophetic word, but I believe it's coming. I believe it's coming. I hope it's coming. It got to come. It got to. It got to come. So the final test after you come out of the wilderness is can you stand against the Herods in the government? Can you stand against it? And speak and proclaim what thus saith the Lord unashamedly under the authority of God without backing down. What will you do when they threaten to beat your kids or take your kids if you don't renounce Christ. What will you do? Will you stand for God? I know I don't have no kids. And I told God, I don't understand why he had me say this. But as a prophet, I got to say what he told me to say. What will you do? Will you stand? We've gotten to the point we want to defend ourselves. Are you serious? We want to defend ourselves? But he said, anybody who don't lay down his life for me is not worthy of me. And I'm willing to defend myself. Are you serious? He said, he said, he jumped, Paul said, and as much as depends on you, follow peace. With all men. Yep. If that is the case, what that is telling me is regardless of what my enemy is doing, I am to pursue peace. I am to speak and go after peace. I am to exemplify peace. Yep. If I am not exemplifying peace, then I am exemplifying rebellion. That's right. And rebellion is a sin of witchcraft. Yep. There is, oh God, Jesus Christ. Anytime you are willing to defend yourself, 
be boastful about it. On any level when it comes to the world persecuting the church in any form. You are in witchcraft. That's rebellion. That's rebellion. I, I said and I said again, I'll catch out on the mountain top. time you are willing to defend yourself for the cause of the gospel, and you are not willing to lay down your life for the cause of the gospel, but you will defend yourself, you are in witchcraft. Because witchcraft comes from the world. It's worldly. We're not putting on the mind of Christ. Are you willing to die for this? We may not face it, but our children may face it. And the apple don't fall too far from the tree. So nine times out of ten, if you are not willing to die, then you are sowing seeds in your children. They, are, they won't be willing to die. There has to be martyrs for the faith. It has to be. That's part of the suffering for the gospel. We don't want to go through nothing, y'all. Amen. And I'm talking to myself first. Amen. We beg and complain about a weary spirit. Are you serious? Do you not know that in, that in Paul's day, they were cutting their heads off? And we can't handle a weary spirit. All because America and the church in America has preached a watered down gospel. Get your prosperity. Everything is about blessings now. Everything is about good now. We got itching ears. We no longer have raining. We no longer have raining ears. R-E-I-G-N-I-N-G ears. We have we no longer have kingdom ears. We have itching ears. Tell me something good. I don't want to hear nothing negative. Mm. But oftentimes, God has to correct before he bless. Yeah. Because if he don't correct before he bless, then when he bless you because you're not corrected in what you were doing wrong before you got the blessing, then you won't be able to handle the blessing. And the blessing that he gave you, instead of correcting you, the blessing that he gave you will lead you into rebellion once again. Yes. So I have to prepare you through correcting you in order to, in order to mature you so you can be able to handle the blessing. Yes, mm. correct me, Lord. Amen. It's to me first. It's to me first. Where is our heart? Can God locate your heart in the heavens? Can't, listen, he don't see the flesh. All he see is spirit. So can he locate your heart in the heavens? What I am saying is this. Does your heart match your spiritual heart? Does your soulless heart match your spiritual heart? If it doesn't, then we need to come up. And God is calling us higher. We can't go higher unless we repent first and do our first works over again. Do them over again. Where's your heart? We've gotten too comfortable in here. We're too comfortable. Do you, do you not know, I was, I was looking at a video of Pastor Trey, and over there in China, they travel from everywhere to an underground church and stay all day Sunday. Here it is. We cut the spirit out real quick. Right, that's enough. Yeah, you know what? We got to get back to our lives. I was telling a relative of mine about this. And uh, he said, well, that's because, you know, that's all they got. That should be all we have. We've allowed America to become a god. We've allowed our cultures, our ethnicities to become a God.
the final test. Are you willing to lay down your life for the cause of the gospel? Because it's coming. It's coming. And it's coming quick. It's coming quick. And if we ain't ready, we're going to be swept away with the tide. God showed me something about six, seven months ago. He said, David, and it always grieved me. And I go, I have a natural um, um, abhorrence, if you will, for guns. Just, they just hurt me. Now, if I get in my flesh, then, you know, in my flesh. But I have a natural sickening towards guns. Just natural. It's just me. But he told me, he said, David, in the last days, in the tribulation, he said, they're gonna come up, there's going to be a time when you will have three types of Christians. Three types of believers. Those who fight. Those who hide. Those who are in the middle. And say whatever you decide to do. Whatever the government wants us to do. We going to do it. Those in the middle. They look warm. Have them cold. They're going to fight. Fight against the government. They're going to fight against the end of Christ. And you're going to have those who are going to stand. You have those who are going to yield to the spirit and say, well, come what way, come what may, I'm going to stand for the cause of the gospel. For God I live and for God I die. That's the final test. Because it's coming. Well, I don't know what you believe in, whether you're in pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, whatever your trip is, just make sure you got a trip to heaven. Because if you don't, you're going to be left here. And you're going to have to pick a side. To choose left, to choose the middle is damnation. You have to choose. And I'm not talking about political. Get your mind off politics. Mm -hmm. To choose the left. To the Bible says he holds us up with his right hand. The right hand has been blessed. Where will you stand in the end times? Will you stand on the left? Will you stand in the middle? Or will you stand on the right? You choose. But there is no in between. And think you're going to get into heaven. There is no in between. What are we doing, y'all? Where, where are we going with this? Because if we're not, we not, we not going to give it all, good God, we might as well give up, y'all. We might as well... Listen, we lukewarm anyway. We ain't gonna be able to give it all. Might as well give it throw in the towel right now. Because everything we're doing is in vain anyway. If we're not, help me, Jesus. Help me to come up, God. If we're not giving it our all, then we are doing it in vain anyway. <coughs> listen, listen. Perfection is not doing everything right. Perfection is doing all you know how to do that is right. And God will make up the hedge. You can't do it on your own. Brother, sister, you can't stop trying to do it in yourself. Everything you do in the flesh is dead. Dead works. That dead works. Everything you do in the flesh is dead. We're either living in the spirit or we're living in our flesh. There's no in between. You ain't in the spirit all the time. Where we get that from? You're supposed to be if you ain't. He said, live in the spirit and I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Romans 8 says I have an obligation. I'm obligated. I took it an oath to live in the spirit. If I'm not living in the spirit, then I'm gratifying the deeds of the enemy. Yeah. And I am in witchcraft. Yeah, witchcraft is in the flesh. Sure is. We don't want to talk about that. Oh, oh, you can't be in the spirit all the time. Gotta be in the flesh some. What? Where do you do that at? Because I get that way that time. I get that way a lot. But, the, but that doesn't change the truth of the matter. 
See, a lot of times, preachers in the pulpit have been guilty of preaching where they're at instead of preaching what the gospel says. Because they don't want it to convict them. And they don't want the church to talk about them. But it's, it's supposed to hit me first. I'm the first person that's supposed to do a reality check anytime God brings me a word. Yes, amen. I got to do a reality check. Amen. And no, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But we got to strive, y'all. Yes. Because something is, there's a storm coming to the body. My God. We're talking about COVID. COVID was nothing. Had a dream while I was in prison. That a worse, another strand of COVID virus came out. And the only thing they could do was let them die. Couldn't come with a virus. Couldn't come with an antivirus for it. Had to let them die. Had to let them go through the process. They would die like flies. Whether it's, for, it's, whether it's from the government, I believe it is, or whether it ain't, it's coming. It is. Something greater than COVID is coming. And it's going to be man-made. Something greater than COVID is coming. There's tribulation coming to the body. There's persecution coming to the body. What will we do? What will we do? When they take our houses and our clothes, Everything you have belongs to the government. Take our kids. Can't see your kids. All because you proclaim the gospel. You believe in the gospel. You say you are a Christian. You say you are a saint. In America, never in a never, never in my day would I have thought I would have seen the legalization. Of gay marriage. Yeah. In America? Yeah. America fostered the whole thing. Fostered the whole thing. Right. In America, the same nation that spread the gospel, double minded. Mm. A double minded nation. Because there's a double minded church. The church's fault. We didn't say nothing. Just went along with it. We weren't praying before then, weren't praying after then. Waiting to see what the government gonna do. Come on, y'all. We're supposed to saw that coming. We have spiritual eyes. Who was on the wall? Was there anyone on the wall watching for the enemy's attack? And then immediately there was persecution. Y'all didn't see that? That spirit immediately begins to persecute. Because that's where the entire persecution, part of the entire persecution gonna come from is sexual immorality. God, what are we doing? What are we doing? Where are we going with this in America? Where are we going? What are we gonna do? We saw wishy washy. I'm done. We saw wishy-washy. We saw wishy-washy. 